0: Hey, good morning everyone This is joe renoro and welcome back to the rat race liberation podcast uh, today i am going to touch on a concept that um uh, that i learned from robert kiyosaki in his rich dad series he's mentioned it a couple of times across multiple books i think the first time he mentioned it was in rich dad poor dad I'm not 100% sure. Um, I know it came up in either that one, the uh, cash flow quadrants or the guide to investing. Uh, so one, one of those three, but the uh, concept that he puts forth, of course, that he learned from his rich dad is this idea of paying yourself first. Um, and so there's, there's a particular way that he uh, references it in the book um that he describes the way his rich dad taught him it uh and the way that his rich dad and then subsequently uh robert and his wife um you know later on in their lives use the concept um i have extrapolated it a little bit more um i i thought it was just uh an amazing concept and a simple concept um, but, like I've touched on another podcast, you know i I feel uh oftentimes the simplest uh concepts and ideas um, seem to be the ones that we overlook the most or uh or don't um, utilize or don't uh, incorporate um, because they just seem too simple uh, and they often get overlooked. so you know the way that uh the concept comes up in the books. Is that rich dad uh, describes that he would pay himself first uh, before paying his creditors, um, and they give a couple examples in the books. But basically, you know, uh, when it's that time of the month to uh, to start paying off bills and and taxes and all that stuff, uh, Robert's rich dad would first make sure that he would pay himself in terms of going out and acquiring assets with uh, with the money from his business. Um, and that's really more s- the specifics of it. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm of course paraphrasing and, and not doing as well of a job of articulating it as Robert does in his books, of course. But um, so he would pay himself first by using Uh, his money through his businesses because of course he's he's not collecting an income paycheck as an employee he would pay himself first and have his businesses acquire assets and then with whatever money that was left over he would then go to pay off his bills Um, and Robert and his wife Kim put the same thing to work and he goes through it uh, in a separate book in much more detail uh, about how they hired a, um, I think it was a CPA they hired. Uh, I could be getting that wrong, but they hired someone to, to help keep track of the books and to uh, overlook their spending and make sure that they were staying in line, which is a, a practice he recommends by the way, even if, uh, if you're in the early stages of your business, uh, find a worthwhile, trustworthy, knowledgeable uh, person who can keep an eye on your books and or if you're not gonna employ them full-time, uh, at least that you have the ability to consult with on a regular consistent basis to make sure that, um, that things stay in line for you and that you're opt- operating as optimally as possible. Um, but back to the, the main thing. So uh, Robert and his wife hired a, uh, a woman to oversee the books and um, you know they first introduced her to this concept and to say that she was uh, a little hesitant is probably a huge understatement. Uh, Robert actually makes it a point in the book to, um, to talk about just how distressed this woman was about this concept in his mind uh, and in her mind as she was going through and being instructed to uh, make sure that the money coming in was first being used to acquire assets uh, and then in a secondary form uh, whatever was left over was used to pay bills, creditors, that type of stuff. Um, and so, before I go further into it, uh, I just want to make sure you fully understand, or at least to the best of my ability, to describe it to you um, what what they're saying. So, and and again, Robert makes this a point as well in the books to mention that uh, his rich dad and then subsequently himself are not saying don't pay your taxes at all. They're not saying don't pay your creditors at all. They're not saying destroy your credit score and your reputation by stiffing uh, people and entities and not paying them the money that's due. That's not what they're saying here. But what they're saying is don't get yourself in the perpetual habit of having whatever money that comes in you know, at the end of your weeks or monthly cycles Don't take the full lump sum of that money, pay off everything else, put it all towards your debts, pay it all towards your debts, and then not have anything left for you to build your financial, uh, to use to build towards your financial freedom. You know, I'll give you a personal idea of what that means uh, from my standpoint before I heard this. So my wife and I are aggressively trying to pay off debt Uh, between school loans and uh, credit cards and all of that. So we are aggressively trying to pay off debt. You know, every week, thankfully right now, our paychecks alternate, um, so we both get paid uh, biweekly. So every week paycheck would come in, we would put as absolute maximum amount of money that we did not need to live on uh, for that week towards all of the debt. And then that was it. What was what we had left was um, was for food and and uh, essential needs for for that week. And the next week would come and uh, we would get the paycheck and we would do the same thing. And so the debt was going down, but we didn't have anything to show for it. Um, in in a sense, that relates back to our own goals of uh, well, my current goal of financial freedom and independence. So I mean, extrapolate what we're doing there. So we're running down, we're paying off as much debt as possible. Uh, We're not putting anything uh, at least of substantial um, quantities into savings. Uh, We're not acquiring any assets. So, you know, if anything happened, if, if our situation changed at all, we'd still have debt. We'd have not enough savings to correctly do what we need to do. And we have no assets. So we are not setting ourselves up for success in that fashion. So what Robert and and obviously the idea trickled down from his rich dad are saying is that you need to take care of your financial situation. You need to acquire assets, set yourself up for success and financial freedom, figure out ways to have money go out the uh, liability column and come back in through the asset column. And then the overlying topic at the end of it, like I was saying, is that you shouldn't not pay your debts. It's just once you've you've done the initial uh, first step in their minds of using the money to acquire assets to to do what you need to do to pay yourself first and help you mind your business then you can pay off the remainder towards debt and whatever debt you still have that the creditors are knocking down your door for well that's when you you kick your financial iq into higher gear and you try and figure out other ways to acquire income so that you can pay those debts off if you do it the other way and you pay the debts off there's nothing really there forcing you to use your financial IQ to acquire assets. Um, aside from a drive that you, you may want to, um, but it's a lot easier to let yourself off the hook in those situations, uh, because you don't have to, you just want to. Whereas the stress of having creditors and, and people that you owe money to breathing down your neck, um, you know, and the, uh, the overlying, um, threat of, uh, negative marks on your credit report. Um, all that type of stuff is really going to put you in a situation where you're quote unquote forced, uh, you don't have to, you can, you can be a, a terrible business person and not pay any of your debts back and, you know, go bankrupt and all of that stuff. Um, not, not to say that anybody that's gone bankrupt has, has you know, a terrible person. I'm not, I'm not going down that avenue. There's a million different reasons for why that makes sense for people. Anyway, doing this, going through this process of paying yourself first ensures that you have the assets that you need. Uh, and and, you know, this'll be different for everybody. Uh, There's so many different asterisks and different avenues you can go down here. So I, I hope I'm getting this message across clearly. Um, You know, it's not an end all be all, but they're not saying you get paid, take your entire paycheck and go buy assets with it. They're not saying go invest this money someplace that you don't understand. There's a whole bunch of steps like I've been talking about in previous podcasts that lead up to these scenarios where, um, you know, you're, you're taking the money that's coming in and you're utilizing it in a correct fashion. Now, whatever that means to you is different is that. Um, saving up enough money to start buying your first couple of small assets Uh, is that saving up to have the money to utilize, to uh, purchase assets. Once you feel you've gotten your financial IQ up to a point in a certain sector, whether it's paper assets, commodities, uh, real estate, um, so that you feel comfortable making a first move. Uh, Are you already um, aware of these things and you just should be Taking the money that's coming in and utilizing a portion of it towards assets. You know, only you know where you're at in that process. Um, so I'm not saying you know take your entire paycheck and go throw it in a a, a stock option that you just heard about from a friend at work uh, and then figure out the debts later. That's not what they're saying. That's not what I'm saying. But but to do this in a way where you're taking care of yourself um, and your financial freedom, independence, and future, and then being able to be in situations that force you to gain more financial IQ, to utilize the financial IQ that you have to solve problems. Because the more problems that you solve um, from a financial standpoint, and this holds true in life, um, the better off you get at solving problems, the, the higher your financial IQ becomes, and the better suited you are to continue to solve more and more difficult problems. Like anything else I've been talking about in these podcasts, these small incremental steps uh, snowball over time. And uh, you know, one day you look back and you're able to solve much larger financial problems that had you been thrown these problems years ago, would probably cripple you, freak you out, throw you in a uh, curl up in a ball in a corner and start, start crying and thinking the world's gonna end. <laughs> so um, paying yourself first is uh really a core concept that again it seems so simple take care of yourself and then take care of your debts and if you have to figure out other ways to pay them as opposed to paying all of your money towards debts and not having anything set aside for you uh to to work towards even if financial freedom and independence isn't your goal but to be financially secure in another way, that's not just dependent upon, uh, you know, in my case, and if you're listening to this, cause you're in the same situation in your case as well, where you're just collecting a paycheck week in and week out for being an employee. You know, if that revenue stream dried up tomorrow, how long could you survive without having to go and find another revenue stream? You know, that type of financial IQ that you would utilize to go find another job, um, can you put that to work in other avenues of uh, of finance? And can you put money aside? Can you start acquiring assets and figuring out more ways to acquire more money so that you can use that money to get more assets and bring it back into your asset column? Um, so when I said I, I've kind of taken this concept and extrapolated it a little bit, so over the last couple of weeks uh, after hearing that, A, I've been making sure that uh, at least a portion of our paychecks goes into our savings now because uh, I don't feel comfortable throwing it into paper or real estate just yet. Um, I wanna get my financial IQ up enough where I can start making small um, moves uh, with my wife's um, approval and uh, consent, of course. Uh, we're a team in this. But um, you know, I, when the time comes, I, I'd like to be able to go there and and have some some way to do that um, and, and again you know Robert's a huge proponent of using uh, opm uh, and opt which is other people's time and other people's money um, you know to do that and do that well that takes even more financial iQ so uh, I'm working on all of these different things that should eventually set me up for a good foundation that uh, I can then hopefully be successful at if not, you know, try and fail, but at least have the resources to try and fail. Um, so that when I I am at a point where I'm using OPT and OPM, uh, I'm more set up for success. I've got a larger financial IQ. I can navigate situations in a more effective manner. And so I've extrapolated that a little bit as well. Uh, not only am I utilizing it for, for savings, um, but I'm also using it for my time. Um, you know, I mentioned previously in another episode that I wasn't complaining about it, but simply giving a factual representation of what's been going on. Whether I work 40 hours at this job or I work 80 hours at this job a week, I'm paid the exact same amount of money. I'm a salaried employee. Now, I don't believe in doing the bare minimum. That's not. That's just not who I am. So, but what I've done is, and I've knocked out the 60-hour weeks. I'm not doing that anymore because it's only benefiting the company but it's not benefiting myself. So what I'm doing is I'm making sure I stay more true to the 50 hour weeks um, and utilizing those 10 hours that I'm taking back for myself, for my family, for our personal financial situation, um, that I can utilize that time to build these other businesses, work on these other assets that will pay us first. Uh, I know that's a bit of a stretch. It's probably not the way Robert intended it, or maybe it is, but, It's how I'm thinking about things now, making sure that uh, my family and I are are paying ourselves first and then uh, thinking smartly and utilizing ways to um, to make up the difference if there is a difference. Um, So that's what I wanted to leave you guys with today to think about that over the weekend. You know, hopefully that uh, that kind of opens your eyes a little bit to that if you're in a similar situation trying to pay off debt. Keep paying that debt off, but uh, make sure you're not doing so in a way that leaves you with absolutely nothing. So with that said, uh, you know my typical uh, Friday rant. Get out there. Do something this weekend different. Um, analyze something in your day-to-day that you can cut out and replace with uh, with something that's going to help you on this path towards financial freedom and independence. Um, if you didn't get the cash flow board game yet, get it. Uh, play it. Learn from it start reading, uh, whether it's the mentors that I've described to you or uh, somebody else. I just started Good to Great, uh, and I'm about halfway through it. I started it the other day. And it, it kind of gives a more technical and scientific approach to uh, some concepts. Well, not kind of, it does. I mean, it's an analytical study of uh, companies that go from good to great. Uh, and it's got a whole bunch of comparison companies that only stayed good or, or didn't. but. Uh interesting avenue to uh to run down right now and a little bit different from the uh uh current rabbit holes I've been in with um with Robert Kiyosaki's teachings and Russell Brunson's so uh trying to branch out and find some more mentors and some more nuggets to to grab from and and utilize in my day to day here uh get out there do the same thing start small build upon your successes learn from your failures and uh and start kicking this thing in the teeth <laughs> i I really want to see you guys um, uh, live out your dreams and and, uh, hit your goals here. So um, don't be afraid. Let's get out of the rat race together. Appreciate it, guys.